so excited. I was like, uh, Pete is robbing me of my notes. I think he was looking at my notes this morning of what I was going to be releasing. And he started tapping into some of that stuff that the Lord wanted to release this morning. I'm like, oh, it's like, and you're going to preach what I'm about to release. I'm like, pull the reins, pull the reins. <laughs> but the Lord all week was just talking to me about um, the unjust things that the enemy has been really prowling around and doing in people's lives. And today's message is going to be called The Blessed State of the Righteousness, of the Righteous. And, um, and I, I had to go through a situation recently, um, and I, he shared a little bit about it, about the vehicle. And, you know, we tend to put a face to the enemy. We tend, when, we, when unjust things happen to our, in our lives and unjust things happen to us, we tend to put a face to it. Oh, well, that's sister so-and-so, that's brother so-and-so, oh, oh, they did this unjust thing to me, they hurt me, and they did this to me, and they did that to me, when really it's the enemy that is behind the whole scheme of it all. And when we begin to really begin to seek the Lord in those moments and not put a face to the enemy and, and begin to see people differently because of unjust things that they've, they've agreed to with the enemy to do, then we begin to understand and our perspective begins to change with the Spirit of the Lord. And I, I began to read this scripture because, you know, when I was going through this situation, I'm a very transparent person. And when you go through these situations, my first reaction was to cry out to God. And I said, God, I said, you know, you are the ruler of everything in my life. You are the one that dictates every single part of my life. That right now you're in heaven and you're watching and you're seeing everything that's going on. And I don't have to do anything about it, but just sit here and wait for you. And in Proverbs 21.2, it says, every way of a man is right in his own eyes. People sometimes think that they make decisions that are right in their own eyes. And if you keep reading that scripture, it says, but the Lord weighs the heart. Why does the Lord weigh the heart? Because the Lord has to come in, and the only thing that can change man's heart is the Lord. And when the unjust things, when you've agreed with the enemy in different ways, those unjust things that you've agreed with to partner with the enemy in, they begin to weigh in your heart because the Lord comes in and try, is trying to show you a better way, a different way. And we all get caught up in the counterfeit, in the deception at times. And so when we understand that we've all been there and done that in some way or form in our life, then our perspective begins to change. And judgment can't be the first thing that comes to your mind or your heart in the process of an unjust situation. And so I began to read this scripture and said, but the Lord weighs the heart. And that was my prayer in this whole situation, the unjustest things that have been coming about the body of Christ. I've been in intercession and prayer for different phone calls I've been getting of the unjust situations they've had to deal with recently. And I just said, God, I said, you are the weighing of the heart over man. 
And I just pray, Lord, that you would come and change their heart because whatever that the enemy's putting in their mind to agree with those unjust things, I know that you're about to turn the times. And so I'm going through this thing, and then I started reading 1 Timothy 1.5. And it says, the aim of charge is love. Sometimes our charge comes with judgment. Sometimes we can be so hard on those around us when they've hurt us or offended us or, or done an unjust thing to us. Our charge comes from a place not led of the Spirit of God. And I began to read that scripture and says, the char- our charge is love. And then it continues to say that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. That when those unjust things present themselves to us, that our charge immediately is out of love. That, that the issues from our pure heart, we got to keep our heart pure during those unjust acts that come and attack our families and come and attack our ministries at times. And we have to keep our heart pure. And in that act that we have a good conscience and a sincere faith. Why does it talk about a sincere faith? Because the faith that we're supposed to believe in and know is through Christ. Our faith, our trust is in the Lord. It's not in man. And when you begin to understand that in your life and apply that in your life, then the the acts and the things that people do no longer matter. They no longer become a stumbling block for you. They no longer become an issue for you in the unjust things that they say and do. Because your sincere faith and your charge of love comes in, like 1 Timothy says, and it demolishes and it breaks down every assignment of the enemy if you just have that sincere faith and your charge over a situation is immediately love. And you're like, well, sister, I'm human, you know. When people do unjust things to me, you know, I get angry and I get mad and something inside of me comes out and I, you know, it's just uncontrollable sometimes. I've heard this from people. But the first thing you do when these attacks come is get before the Lord. You shouldn't say anything. You shouldn't even allow your thoughts to come take over you. You should immediately bow down to the Lord and just say, God, I see everything and I know everything that's going on, Lord, but I'm putting it at your throne. I'm putting it at your feet, this situation. It doesn't make sense. I don't understand it, Lord. And sometimes you'll see things and you won't understand it and you won't know what, why it's even happening to you. And the Lord began to share with me about the righteous. That's why it was called the being of, uh, of the state of righteous, because we are righteous. You know, from the beginning of time, the Lord wanted us to see from the Old Testament of what the righteousness looked like. The righteousness is the quality of being morally right or justifiable. Righteousness in the Bible is righteousness is one of the chief attributes of God as betrayed in the Hebrew Bible. It's the chief meaning concerns of ethical conduct, right? 
And there's examples of this. I don't have the time this morning to go over every example, but a lot of these are from the Old Testament, and it's in Leviticus 19.36. Write these down so you can go back and read it on your own. Deuteronomy 25.1. And you can go and refer back to those scriptures. That's what it looked like in the Old Testament, okay? Righteousness means to be in the right, right? So then Jesus shows up on the scene in the New Testament, and he causes us to be righteous through him. That doesn't mean that we're going to be a perfect people. We're going to do everything perfectly right. That means that we're right standing with him because what he did in the cross for us, that he shed his blood for each and every one of us, each and every one of us. Now, even when you go through bad times, hard times, when you're making bad decisions, that blood was still shed and made you right with him through the blood of the lamb that was shed. So that, see, your perspective begins to turn and shift when people have done unjust things to you. And you begin to seek the spirit of the Lord, and it begins to change things. In Psalms 1-6, it says this, it says, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. So if he's watching over our path of the godly, that's why it says that you have sincere faith in the Lord, because he's watching over everything. He is our number one watchman. He is watching and he's seeing every unjust act, every unjust thing that has come to attack you. And let me tell you, we become righteous and we're righteous because of what, we, what he's done for us, that we're in right standing with him, that the enemy comes in the middle of the unjust act and makes you believe that you've done something wrong. And then in your mind, you're trying to figure it out. And you're like, what did I do wrong? I must have did something wrong. I must have committed some kind of sin wrong that this unjust, this attack has come from the enemy. The counterfeit has presented itself. And now you're like, man, what is going on? And you backtrack to things you've said. You backtrack to the, the decisions you've made recently. And you're like, God, did I do something wrong? But that's the enemy. The enemy does that. He comes and presents the lies and the deception and the counterfeit to you because you get to this state of being so hard on yourself. And the Lord is speaking over you this morning. He's like, I made you righteous. You are righteous. You are in right standing because of what I did for you on the cross. And the enemy can't steal that away from you. The enemy can never come and lie to you and begin to provoke you. That's what he does. He comes to provoke you and make you believe a lie that isn't true. This is part of the breaking of the patterns that the enemy has be began to do this season with us that we immediately think bad thoughts, even about ourselves. And the Lord's like, no, no more. The tides are turning. You know, if there's one thing that I was so blessed to receive, being in the ministry with my pastor back home in Texas, was there was so much of an impartation of wisdom. 
And in this whole process this past week, the Lord began to speak to me. And he says, look, before you say anything, before you do anything, he says, you need to wait for me. You need to buck her down. You need to be in intimacy with me. You need to be before my feet and see what I have in store for you. And I just kept hearing in the spirit of God, wait for it. I literally just kept hearing the Lord say, wait for it. We want everything so quickly and so fast to be resolved in our timing. We want something to happen quickly because we don't want to be in a miserable state or we don't want to be depressed or we don't, we don't want to be sad. We don't want to deal with conflict in our lives. And the Lord's like, just wait for it. And the one thing that I've began to learn with the Lord is knowing about wisdom. And I believe that there's anything you need to pray for this season is pray for the Lord's wisdom. Who gives us wisdom? Holy Spirit does from God. I'm going to read you this scripture because it speaks volumes to who we are and who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to move strategically this season. In Proverbs 8, 1 through 36, we're going to read this. If you could just turn there, please. I know they'll be putting it up here also. Wisdom calls for hearing. Listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding raises her voice. See, in the unjust things, we have to get understanding from the Spirit of God. On the hilltop along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroads. By the gates at the entrance to the town, on the road leading in, she cries aloud, I call to you, to all of you, and I raise my voice to all people. You simple people use good judgment. You foolish people show some understanding. Listen to me, for I have important things to tell you. Everything I say is right. It's the spirit of truth talking in this scripture. And detest every kind of deception. And it goes on to says, my advice is wholesome. There's nothing devious or crooked in it. My words are plain to anyone with understanding and clear to those with knowledge. Choose my instruction rather than silver and knowledge and rather than pure gold. For wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you deserve can compare with it. I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance. I believe that's one of the first things that rises up within us when we're being attacked in an unjust act is pride begins to swoop up inside of us. And we feel we have to defend ourselves. And we feel that we have to uh, go and cause judgment and, and make things happen on our own. And God's saying, look, that's not my spirit. That's not my wisdom. That's not how the kingdom of God is supposed to look like. And then it says, 
Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. Common sense and success belong to me. Insight and strength are mine because of me, kings reign. I believe all of us are kings in here, aren't we? Of the kingdom of God. We're kings and priests in here. So we need to start standing straight and begin to carry ourselves like kings and priests. God's putting something inside our backs this morning, and he's straightened out some lies and some things. And he goes on, he says, and rulers make just decrees. Decrees in our prayer. Decrees in our situation as kings. That we begin to decree things in our families, decree things by the Spirit of the Lord with wisdom and what we release from our mouth, that our heart is pure, that we're in sincere faith unto the Lord. It says, rulers lead with my help. If we're trying to do things on our own without the help of Holy Spirit, it's not going to work this season. And nobles make righteous judgments. I love all who love me. Those who search will surely find me. Search it out. I have riches and honor as well as enduring wealth and justice. There it is right there. If you're lacking in your home and your ministry, there it is right there. When you're moving in wisdom, there is wealth and there is justice of heavens that come in on your behalf. And then it says, my gifts are better than gold, even the purest gold. My wages are better than sterling silver, and I walk in righteousness. That's what we're supposed to walk in, right? Because we're righteous because of what he did for us. That when we move in wisdom on things, we become righteous and we walk like kings and priests of righteousness. And then it goes on to say, in the paths of justice, those who love me inherit wealth and I will fill their treasures. The Lord formed me from the beginning before he created anything else. Broshiti. I was appointed in ages past at the very first before the earth began. I was born before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled forth their waters, before the mountains were formed, and before the hills I was born. Before he made the earth and fields and the first handfuls of soil. (laughs) I was there when he established the heavens. When he drew the horizon on the oceans, and I was there when he set the clouds above. Isn't that powerful? When he established springs deep in the earth, I was there when he set the limits of the sea. So they would not spread beyond their boundaries, and when he marked off the earth's foundation, I was the architect at his side. (laughs) I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. This is what we're supposed to look like. I 
and, and, and how happy I was with the world he created. How I rejoiced with the human family. And so my children, listen to me. For all who follow my ways are joyful. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Joyful are those who listen to me. Watching for me daily at my gates. Waiting for me outside my home. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. We receive favor from the Lord in moving in wisdom with Holy Spirit. And then it says, for whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But those who miss me injure themselves. All who hate me love death. So we don't have to go defend ourselves in unjust acts. We need to begin to walk like a king, talk like a king. Our perspective has to be with wisdom, with Holy Spirit, that when we open our mouth and we walk into our room, our perspective has to have wisdom upon it. And in that wisdom, the favor of God comes in in such a powerful way that when you walk somewhere, God begins to bring things to you because you're partnering with Holy Spirit with wisdom. And the, the decisions you're making and the things you're saying out of your mouth, out of decree with wisdom, because you're decreeing things out of your mouth as a king would, then you begin to align yourself with heaven and your perspective of heaven becomes aligned as the king and priest of the kingdom of God and you look more like your papa. Because who knows best than the person that was there when everything was first created? I don't know about you, but I want to go to the main person. I don't want to go to in-between people. I want to go to the main architect, like it said in that scripture. I want to go to the main person who built the building. You know, since I've been in this building, I wish I could contact the main architect of this building. Let me tell you. It would make my life a whole lot easier, right? To know how things function and work and cause them to work the way they were first created to work. I wouldn't have a headache turning on things, turning off things, and keeping things afloat in the building if I was friends with the architect of the building. Because he installed and put everything in this building, and he would know how it works and what's best for it. And he would know everything about it. Jesus created you and me. He is our architect. Holy Spirit was there from the very beginning. Wisdom was there from the very beginning. And it's for our taking this season. There's a time that is changing of the tides for the people of God. I'm telling you right now, I haven't seen favor like I have these couple of past weeks. Like I have, I mean, crazy favor. Crazy favor. But sometimes you have to keep your mouth shut and your heart pure, like God told me and my husband years ago, that when unjust things come, that I have to come and throw myself at the mercy and the feet of God before I have an opinion or before I speak out of my mouth. I can't just going around speaking whatever as a king because then I'll put myself in situations I was never meant to be in. 
We cannot have a loose tongue anymore and think that we can say whatever. Let me tell you, if you go to another country and you meet a king there, they can't just say whatever. They can't just go around making quick decisions because of their emotions or because of situations that erupted. Because let me tell you, it changes a whole entire nation. That's the way we have to think and see things. We are kings that are rulers over all the earth. It says that in the word of God. And if we understand that, then we won't speak so quickly when we're being pressured and we're in bad situations and unjust acts come. We have to sit back and say, God, I don't even want to speak or say anything until you tell me to speak it and to say it. Who am I to think that I can say and do whatever I want to do? That's not wisdom. This whole entire thing the Lord was showing me in these past weeks, it originated from Psalms 112. And I wanted to read part of it, and the Lord said, no, you need to read the entire thing because the people need their eyes open, and there, there, there has to be a shift that comes in with reading Psalms 112. Because you need to begin to see yourselves the way the Lord has made you and created you to be as rulers and kings on this earth. And quit taking the scraps off the floor like Pete was talking about with the counterfeit, with the things that look real good, but they were never from God. It says in Psalms 112, if you can please turn there. The very first things it said, the very first thing it says is praise the Lord. That's our worship right there. How joyful are those who fear the Lord. When you, feel, when you fear the Lord, you're not quick to talk because you're a represent, representation, an ambassador of his kingdom of heaven. That when you speak, that your words have power behind them, that you have to become careful of what you're saying because you represent a whole kingdom and a whole nation of heaven. It says, and, and how joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. Their children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy and their good deeds will last forever. Has the enemy been lying to you saying your good deeds are for nothing? They last forever. They're not for nothing. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. You've been seeing some darkness lately. The Lord's light is shining. It's going to shine over that darkness this morning. And it says they are generous. This is what kings look like. They are generous compassionate and righteous good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly such people will not be will not be overcome by evil those who are righteous will be long remembered and they do not fear bad news there it is right there the unjust acts the attacks that come the things that are presented to you sometimes is bad news. 
And it says right there, they do not fear bad news. They don't. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless. And they can face their foes triumphantly. And they share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. And they will have influence and honor. The wicked will see this and be infuriated. The enemy is going to be infuriated by our goodness to one another. Our good deeds that we continue to plow and move forward in the good deeds of the Lord. And the enemy is going to be so mad. They will grind their teeth in anger and they will sink away and their hopes will be warded. Thwarted, I think I said it correctly. But see what happens when you're moving in wisdom and you begin to behave like a king and priest of the Lord. That in that one scripture, it says that the enemy begins to lose their hope and grind their teeth because they begin to see the goodness of God through me and you. The tides are turning. The favor of God is trying to present itself this moment at this time. And we have to begin to grab hold of that favor. How do we get that favor? By seeking Holy Spirit. By seeking wisdom from the Spirit of God and not be quick to open our mouth and speak things that do not line up with the Spirit of the Lord. We have been too quickly, those that are watching online, you see it all over Facebook, so quickly to fight evil with evil. And we think that we're going to tap into some supernatural thing. We're going to tap into encounters and have this holy revelation with fighting evil with evil. And that is not the kingdom of God. And that, that's not the spirit of the Lord. We have to begin to behave and act like kings and priests that have favor, that have wisdom, and that begin to move in great things because he comes in and he gives us this backbone inside of us and causes us to stand straight even when we want to falter and fall over because we're tired and we're weary from the battle. And God's like, no, you are a king and priest. You are righteous. Because I made you righteous, and every unjust thing that the enemies try to come still, every unjust thing of that attack, my righteous body, my righteous kids is going to be made right from now on. The tides are turning, and things are going to be made right for his kids. Every unjust act is about to flip, and the coin is being shifted, and it's being moved this morning. I'm telling you, I'm decreeing it as a king. I'm decreeing it as an ambassador. I'm decreeing it. Let's just stand this morning and begin to decree by the Spirit of the Lord. By the Spirit of the Lord. You are a king and a priest of the Holy One, the King of all kings. The creator of all the entire world. That we begin to decree things on the earth as it is in heaven. That we begin to, to agree with the spirit of God. Using wisdom inside our bellies by the spirit of the Lord. 
get to a place God's going to give us favor. And every unjust act and attack has to leave. And it has to go because of the wisdom and the goodness that God is beginning to release to us right now, this very second, this very moment. And every unjust act that you're trying to figure out in your mind, you're not going to figure it out. God's saying this morning, he's saying, look, the righteous will stand up straight. They will be right with me and right standing with me because what I did for them on the cross. And they're not beggars. They're not my kids that have to come and beg and eat crumbs off the floor anymore. And come and wait for a handout. You got to begin to take your situations and turn them around by the decree of the Spirit of the Lord. Don't agree with the enemy anymore. He's a liar. He throws the counterfeits out there and makes it look real good and pretty and makes you want to sit at a fake table that will break. The Lord's saying you need to sit at my table. I was standing here, I was sitting here this past week. Actually, it was last week. And I had an encounter with the Lord. And I'm telling you, take it for your family. Take it for those where the unjust things have happened. And I was sitting there and I was in worship and I just kept telling the Lord, God, nothing that I have matters to me. All this is vanity, God. My, where I live, my car, everything is vanity, God. All I need is you, God. All I need is you, God. All I need is you, God. And nothing else matters in my life but you, God. If I lose you, God, I have nothing, God. They can take away things. Unjust things can happen. But if you have the Lord, you have everything. That's where your mind has to begin to shift and change to. That if we only have God, we have everything we need. And I was sitting there, and then the Lord came and sat with me. And I began to just thank him and worship him. And we were sitting across from one another. And then I just saw this fresh loaf of bread on the table. And he just began to say, he said, the enemy will not steal bread from your table anymore. He will not steal bread from your table anymore. Because I'm the bread giver. I'm the bread giver. I'm the one who gives you your fresh bread every day. I'm the one that supernaturally sends you the manna from heaven every day. And he says, and I'm not going to let the enemy steal from you any longer. And I just sat there and I weeped. And I said, thank you, God, because all I need is you, God. All I need is you. And the bread and everything that I need in my life comes straight from you, God. And I don't have to be dependent on anybody, God. But on you, I trust in you, God. And then that night I went and I had dinner with some friends. And they didn't even know. And they brought out this fresh hot bread out of the oven and they served it to us. And they had no idea. They had no idea that the Lord had just 
came and told me the enemy will no longer sell bread off your table anymore. I'm telling you, the enemy has no right to steal bread off of our table any longer. I'm telling you, he has no authority. But we have to begin to act like kings and priests of the king on high. That when we walk and we talk, that it looks just like Jesus. That we walk and we talk with compassion, with love for one another. That we don't judge one another and have opinions about one another because our opinions aren't worth nothing. What is the spirit of truth saying? What is the spirit of God saying? I pray that you seek him out and you ask him for yourself this morning. What are you saying, spirit of truth, over this situation? What is the strategy? What is the wisdom that you're trying to give me and my family this season that we won't be in lack, that we won't have anything stolen from us anymore? We had some people come in from Kentucky this weekend to visit us, and I just began to see that the thief was being caught. He's being caught this morning. The thief is being caught in each and every one of your homes. The thief is being caught and locked away and sent back to hell where it came from because the Lord of justice is here. And every unjust act is going to end. Decree it. When you wake up in the morning, decree it at night before you go to bed. That every unjust act would be made right by the spirit of truth. Don't agree with the enemy any longer. It's deception. It's the counterfeit. Don't settle for what you think is all you're going to have. Because the, the enemy is not the conductor of that. Our conductor is the king of all kings in heaven. He conducts the flow of the manna. He conducts the flow of the fresh bread in your house. And nothing else will ever conduct it. God, we just thank you, Lord, for every single family here, God. We thank you for every single family watching online, God. We thank you for each and every one of them, God. God, I pray that you open eyes and ears this morning, God. That people begin to understand, God, they are the state of being righteous, God. Because you made them righteous, God. We are in right standing with you, God, because you made us righteous, God. And God, I pray, Lord, that the tides begin to shift and the tides begin to move, God, on the kings and priests in the house of the Lord, God. And I pray, Lord, that every delay, every part, God, that you never meant for every family, God, that you bring forth the fresh fruit, God, that you bring forth the fresh linen table that you're going to set before us, God, <laughs> and that we're going to sit at the table with our papa this morning, and we're going to eat the way the kings eat, with an abundance, with favor, with an overflow this morning, and there will be no lack in the kingdom of God. There will not be any lack in the kingdom of God. 